You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back. So, we skipped ahead last uh, on our last podcast, but two... Two podcasts ago, we were I was in Vegas, and it was right before I would get sick, but I didn't know it yet. I was still having a pretty good time in Vegas. Yeah, because you got sick pretty early in your trip, so that's just, I mean, just the worst luck, really. But Yeah, lucky I actually went a day early, so I got one more day before everything went haywire. Forgot about that. That is well, some good luck mixed in with some horrible luck, but that's kind of how it shakes out sometimes. Yeah, so... The uh, we left off. I was at the Win, uh, one of my favorite uh, poker rooms in Vegas. Just really great. The Thursday I go to Troopers game over at the Westgate, which was really cool because me and you have been playing pool. Neither of us are really good at it, competitive players. But they had a gigantic pool convention, so I was kind of just walking around looking at everything. Cause I got to the game early, pretty pretty sick. What it was, uh, it was pretty neat to uh, run into that. But it's kind of crazy because, like, in poker, right, like, someone can be way better than you and it's hard to really visualize or kind of see it sometimes. But in pool, it's so obvious because everyone knows what you're trying to do. And, I mean, it's just so apparent. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, I go to Troopers game. It's very, like, shorthanded second table. Like, I'm on the list and they finally do it. But it's, like, five or six people. And I love playing shorthanded, but I everybody else is bitching. Uh eventually there's like another game that's not part of that game and they just end up kind of dispersing our table and we go over and I end up playing over there and it was a lot of fun because it was no really no poker players over there it was all people from that pool convention oh wow that sounds like a great game it was a great game uh and I played like dog shit I mean it was one of those that I can't even complain that I ran bad I had multiple times where I should have won a lot more in a hand or lost a lot more. The notes are spotty, but it was just one that I played bad. I ended up winning 50 bucks, and it was probably a game I should have been up like $400, $500. It was, I mean, a disaster. So, end up uh, leaving there. I wanted to go and check out MGM. So, and... I go to the hotel room, then take a break for a minute, and then go down to MGM, play there, and got into some really interesting hands. I ended up playing two. Uh, I was playing 1-2, which is they don't do 1-3, but they do 1-2 uncapped. So it's a lot like Golden Nugget now. So it's pretty cool because it's one of the few places you can play really deep. Uh, so it kind of simulates a Texas game, but just without the wildness. I mean, I don't know if that's that great, but... <laughs> yeah, and so I get in, I get seated at the table, and you ever get, like, it's... I like people who are friendly. I don't want a, a bunch of ta- people who are just, like, staring at their cards, doing nothing. It's just boring. But there's some people that don't know how to tone it down and, like, literally can't stop and take a breath every now and then. Ever been in the situation... Well, I think you entertain it more than I do, so not really, but... 
Well, I mean, it didn't matter. This guy was talking nonstop, so it, it wasn't entertain. It wasn't really entertaining it or anything. It's uh, but he is just going. I mean, seemed like a nice guy, but God, I mean, it was just like and like I say, I like friendly people. I like a friendly table, but this was he was just over the top nonstop. So they end up uh, talking about doing a two five game. And, I'm, and they're like, is anybody interested? I immediately hold up my hand. I would have played 2-5 anyways, but with this table being kind of how it was, looked like it was going to be, I was 100% on board. I go and play 2-5, and this was easily the most fun game, both poker-wise as far as hands that I got into and just the table in general. I mean, when I think 2-5 in Vegas, I usually think about a bunch of, you know, grinders just you know kind of looking at their cards everybody staring at each other and all that mgm constantly gets a really different like home game type feel and it kind of started out that way but god almighty it was it went to the point where like the entire table was doing shots with each other so it gets pretty crazy i get into some very interesting spots so a guy limps in fairly late position. I make it 25 with 7-9 of hearts. <laughs> right. This is uh, dicey. <laughs> yeah, I was... I think... I want to think there were... I think there's more... There's definitely had to be more limps here. This note can't be right. So, there were... I think there were like two or three limps. And I was like, well, there's... Nobody can be all that strong. I'm in late position... Uh, I attack it with 25. I was kind of hoping to take the take everything down. Uh, did not happen. So that's the nature of 9-7. You're hoping to take it down. Yeah. I believe there's just one call. Uh, flop comes ace-4-4 four, four with two spades, and I have 7-9 of hearts. So not the flop of dreams are made of. Uh, so I bet 20. It's about a, about a third pot, as, as I tend to do. He calls. So I'm pretty much done with this hand, really. The turn is the eight, uh, eight offsuit. So ace four four, and then eight offsuit. He checks. Well, I guess it wasn't. You know what? It was not bad. I a uh, barrel for sixty. Uh, so here's my theory. I, I'm obviously out of line a little bit because I immediately thought I checked without looking at the notes. So my theory was. This guy's not limping a ton of aces here. He would he would be uh, betting ace king, ace queen, ace jack, ace ten. So I think I have all the good aces here. It's unlikely he flopped a four. So and he's there's a lot of hands like pocket, like pocket eight, fives or something like that, pocket sixes that would call one bet but won't call the second. So. I bet 60 he calls. This is setting up for a disaster. I can already. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. The river is a seven. A river of seven. He donks 125. So I kind of go into the tank because two spades were on the flop. I think it's unlikely he flopped a four. And here's, he doesn't, if he never has a big ace here, he either has ace seven 
or he would check all of his lower aces to me. God, are you going to raise? I mean, I'm never raising. I thought that's what you were proposing. You've lost your mind. <laughs> well, that's what I thought you were about to propose. I knew I'm, it was I'm, going I'm, off I'm, the I'm rails. I'm trying to reason a call here. Okay, I, like, I knew this thing went off the rails, but... <laughs> uh, so I kind of... Him and Hall, and I think, well... I don't think he... I think the small aces are very rare here. I don't think he... Uh, four is very hard to hit. And... With spade draws, there would be a lot more of them than 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 these ace than the ace, and I don't think he would be donking one twenty five. I call and he has three ten of spades. Yeah, no, I was um, I was gonna say I think this is a shrug call, but I don't know after your analysis of it. But yeah, it was. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty uh a pretty good call because I could easily talk myself into if you're you could all very much easy very easily talk yourself into just button clicking and being like, well, this guy's betting here on the river and he's just got it type deal. So I kind of oh, like that I mean, call. I was on, at first I was thinking fold, literally just like you said, you didn't even ask me what I would do. But after you uh, gave me your analysis, I was thinking it was a shrug call. Yeah, that was kind of my thought. Well, I mean, I didn't know what I would do because immediately when I was reading my notes, I'm like, well, the, obviously I'm done here. <laughs> and then I'm like, Bet, I bet 60. Okay, well, hmm. that's one way to go about it. <laughs> right here is when you were getting sick. Yeah. <laughs> so I there's another, I end up with another hand. I have ace, ten of spades on the button. Guy raises from the hijack to 20. You three bet in this? I did three bet yeah, this. Yeah, I think this is a good three bet spot. I three bet to 60, and he calls. So, uh, the flop is Jack ten five. No spades, obviously, or else you would tell us. Yeah, no spades. <laughs> I bet four, but there there was a uh, there was a flush draw there mm, available. Okay. So I bet he checks. I bet forty. This is kind of a weird, weird bet by me. Uh, I mean, it's. I thought it was okay. I, I like this. I'm still on board right now. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, I have kind of have showdown value here, and I'm not sure a whole lot worse is calling. Uh, I mean, I think people can justify calling with random flush draws. Uh, I think I don't mind this. I don't mind this at all because you're also going to be betting this with your ace jacks and yeah. pocket jacks, pocket tens. Um, I mean, that, aces kings. So I, I think this is. I, I like this. I'm still. I'm still with this right now. Okay, that's good because I was kind of. But I mean, I kind of defaulted that, like you know, thirty three percent pos uh, bet uh, when I'm in position. So I end up doing that. The turn is a seven. So I take it he called. He oh he did <laughs> yeah he does call. Uh, the turn is a seven. He checks it. This is obviously a check back. I was about to say yeah. I think yeah. Okay. The river's a three, and he jams for 140. How much did you bet? Wait. How much is that compared to the pot? Is this just another shrug call? Uh, let me see. So that's the that's a huge uh, factor here. Uh, 60, it makes 120 to the flop. I bet 40. So it's actually 200 in the pot. Is it less than pot? This is less than pot. And the front door flush bricked? Front door flush bricks. I think I'm just shrug calling again. I kind of do the same. It's a, I was like, well, I, 
I don't know. I mean, like at this point, uh, I'm trying to even remember my reasonings here. I'm like the like like you say the flunk the flush draw bricks, and I'm like, well, he could do this with easily like king queen, king queen eight nine, yeah, yeah. I mean, all those would play this way. I mean, even like queen nine suited mm-hmm. would probably do this. I mean, definitely. So it's a. I end up end up making the tank uh, kind of a tank call. I mean, I'm just getting I'm getting really good odds. That's what I'm about to say. You're getting good odds. I mean, so you don't have to be right that often for this to be a a good play. So yeah, I mean, so I tank call and he has king nine of hearts and I'm good. Yeah, a bunch of bluffers. I mean, it was a bluffing table, wasn't it? Uh, end up making five fifty on that session. So it was, uh, which I was pretty happy with, because I mean there are a lot of sessions that, like, you can be play amazing and you're just gonna lose, or you play, you, it's kind of harder when you play like crap to win, <laughs> but there it's are possible. times you just, I mean, you, there's times you have three suckouts, mm-hmm. I mean, and then you just win. I thought this one was one that could have easily gone either way, and I thought making some good decisions on this one was a. Uh, really made it to be a profitable session. Uh, so getting back to the on Vegas. So that was kind of my last like big kind of session before yeah. the, before you got sick and started playing like hour and a half sessions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause you tried for a while. So that's why I mean, I imagine you have a few really short ones. I think you said you went to one place for like 45 minutes. So, yeah, it was, uh, and I just, just, and just could not do it type deal. Uh, Ace King. So that was kind of it. I had, I'm trying to remember, like towards the end of the session, uh, the the uh, trip, I was better. Uh, I won't say I was better. I was way better than I was. Uh, so ended up not doing much at all though. So. That was kind of the trip. It was just kind of a shitty trip in general. Uh, I was definitely down a little bit on that trip, but nothing crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, I didn't. it's hard to be down that much when you're <laughs> not playing any poker. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know. That just kind of is what it is at that point. Yeah, so now on the very, very big upswing of the news, I actually came in second in one of the bigger tournaments I've played. Last Friday. Uh, oh, man. I was so pumped whenever you texted me to get 10% of that. Ooh-wee. <laughs> yeah, I did it on such a fluke, too. It was a... Uh, I was like, I just started. I was like, well, I knew you were at work. So I was like, well, I bet Tyler would want like a piece of this just to kind of follow along type deal. I did not know what was going to happen. And then... Uh, I mean, you want to talk about just a roller coaster of emotions, too. Because when you're in this tournament, and I know whenever you're in a tournament, like it's hard to text and keep up with whenever you're playing. But I'm like, you're like, well, I'm near the bubble, near the bubble. And I'm like, okay, I mean, it'd be cool to get my $20 back. And then I'm like, well, then you're like, 30 people left, 20. I'm like, oh, man. And then, like, it went silent for a while. And you're like, final table. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, and then just how fast things progressed. Oh, it was it was absolutely just like that, too. It was, well... Towards the beginning, I was just card dead. I flopped dead when I did have have it. And I'm like, well, Tyler just got 10% of nothing because there's <laughs> nothing that's going to happen in this tournament. It goes forever that way. And in the middle of the tournament, I start hitting 
pretty big hands. It's a. Uh, Isn't that so weird when people always say it's not the beginning of the tournament you want to run, run well and it's the end? It's like, couldn't be more true. Oh, 100%. And it's crazy how often you come from like, I mean, very middle of the pack coming into like the like second half of the tournament to make, I mean, I don't want to say like a roaring comeback, but to really go run a deep run. Not very. It seems like not very often you start off as like chip leader and just stay chip leader the whole time. It seems like, especially the tournaments you've run deep in, you've been, I mean, I don't want to say whittled down, but definitely kind of had to run really well there at the end, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, I play... Like, I think where most people mess up on tournaments of these small tournaments is they think they can just kind of grind their way to a win. I mean, to play tournaments, you just have to embrace the variance. So... Like, in the beginning, I play a lot like a cash game. I mean, it's the deeper stacks. But as it gets further and further, you know, I don't have a problem shoving. And, you know, if I think it's a profitable shove shove in the long run, then I'll shove. And, you know, there's times I'm going to be behind. There's times I'm going to win the blinds. There's times I'm going to be ahead every now and then. And then there's times that I get called. But, shit, I'm going to win 40% of the time a lot of times, even if I'm a dog. Yeah, no, it's just interesting how it seems like you're never, like, the chip leader yeah. going into the like going into the second half of the tournament that's for someone who has run deep in so many tournaments it's just weird that you've never just been off to a booming start you know been a clear cut like hey you know you have like 3x the average stack or whatever just a ton of chips compared to everyone else and just ride it to the final table it seems like you're always kind of like in that 12th spot whenever it comes close to the final table and then really run good and that's just kind of interesting yeah even this one i came into this okay we went to two tables and i think oh like I mean, it was like 13 or 14 uh, paid or so they got to the uh that was the bubble and i came in with a pretty big stack but even then like uh i got into a weird spot where someone bet pretty hard and i had jack 10 suited this is going to sound like the donkiest of uh, plays. <laughs> but you came I, in second, so it's good. Yeah. It's good. Okay. It has to be good. I call. <laughs> uh, he, a flop of jack, but it is a, I think, what was it? It's seven, eight jack. He jams two and a half times the pot. And I'm sitting over here. I am have a pretty massive chip. I mean, I have a pretty massive chip stack. And there's a good. I'm almost surely gonna cash. Um, and still have a pretty big stake. And I had him covered by quite a bit. But I mean, it would have been I think like about fifty to sixty percent of my chips. I think I'm folding this. Just my okay. first thought. I thought you were gonna just gonna think I was losing my mind. Uh, I actually did fold here. Yeah, I think this is fine. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I mean, he's representing just such a strong hand. And this is what's interesting. Um, you you talk about this to me every once in a while, is when you're on that bubble, there's never... What, what do you say? There's never any more EV or whatever, whenever you go from zero to making money compared to moving up the ladders. Yeah. So, I mean, if you kind of have a guaranteed cash, I don't want to... It sounds weird to say, but I think... That comes into play here. I mean, I'm definitely, if he's representing a super strong hand and I'm not even in the money, and, I, and then if I make this call and I'm wrong and he has what he's 
very obviously representing seems like a pretty big blunder, right? Well, I think I think there's a lot of things in poker where people go to the extreme. Like before, like because people used to make fun of the people who are just like min cash and play conservative and all that, but it does come into play. Like you can overdo it, but like you say, there's never going to be more EV than going from zero to that to uh to that cash. So, and then if you play aggressively and you get knocked out, well, I mean, sometimes you're just, I mean, even if you cash and you, you know, you have like not as big of a stack as if you played aggressively, you still can, you know, level up at that point, ladder up here and there. I just, yeah, I was being this level in the tournament. I did not think it was, I think I thought I was like, well, this guy has aces, Kings, Queens here, ace, Jack. I mean, or King Jack, Queen better Jack. Better Jacks is really I mean, what I think. He probably has. Yeah, so I, I ended up uh, making that fold. And and he later said that he, I did have him beat, but he had a lot of equity. I think he had like something like a two overs and a gutter. Yeah, or, I mean, either. No, it wouldn't be a gutter, but two overs and like some backdoor draws. Mm-hmm. Uh, So... But I'm, I I don't mind that. I mean, I thought that's. I mean, even if it was a, you were ahead in EV. I think with the um, bubble, um, bubble equity and stuff. I think it seems good to me. I mean, with the two times pot and every and on there, it's, it seems weird to just get stack to lose almost your entire stack off a top pair, not that great kicker. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I mean, so it was a. Uh, seems like we'll toss you right back in the pond after that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think, like I say, I think people probably used to play way too conservative on the uh, the bubble, but then I think people kind of lo- ended up get losing their minds here and there too. So end up doing that, uh, fold there, and I tell you what, I got dwindled. Like I cash fairly easily, but then I get dwindled down. I go card dead to no end, and I can't get a hand to stand up to anybody. You know, it's it is getting more aggressive. The players left are pretty decent. Uh, I get to the, f- oh, go for it. I mean, I remember getting this message whenever you're telling me like that you cash. I was like, all right, cool. But then I was asking how many blinds and stuff you have. And I was like, well, I mean, this is over. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, at yeah. least, at least maybe I make three to $8. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, like this is yeah. over. Like you said, I mean, you just got whittled down so low and then just seemed like just an explosion happens. Oh, it, oh, explosion does happen. It was, by the time we got to the final, I, I cashed fairly easily and then kind of laddered up a little bit, but I was dwindling blinds very, very fast and then finally get to the final table. But I get to the final table with like five blinds or something. That's about to say, you were on complete fumes. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, end up jamming, end up doubling up. And then get a couple more jams where I just get the blinds and then just, it's one of those things that you just, it takes off from there. And one thing that you always tell me is people don't, a lot of people don't realize how important late stage of the tournament winning the blinds. I mean, that's huge for you whenever you're that short. When you have five blinds and you win the blind, I mean, that's gigantic. Well, and you got to think the big blind, you also have a big blind Annie. So, I mean, if you have, I mean, if I have 10 blinds, and I, you know, take the blinds without deal, I've increased my stack like 25%. So, I mean, it's because uh, you got the small blind and the obviously the big blind, big blind Annie. So end up just making a tear on this. And there was one one hand I got 
pretty lucky on. Queen, uh, queen eight, get it all in, and I end up turning and rivering a straight to a pair. So that was pretty nice. Definitely seems like everyone in these deep run tournaments, you got to get lucky at some point. Well, if you're making your way, I think there was 148 people in this uh, tournament. I mean, if you're going to get second, I mean, unlikely you're not going to. I mean, you're going to need to get lucky at some point, even if it's getting hands. Uh, so end up uh, making uh, second place for a pretty big score on there. I mean, big score for comparatively for me. So, I mean, let's not... I mean, I'm not... Trust me, I'm not retiring. That whole that whole thing about me getting another job, guess what? I didn't call him and say, uh, say no, I'm good. Uh, but end up second for like 4,700 or... Uh, 4,570. So, pretty... Uh, we ended up doing an ICM chop when it got to four ways. So, that was a nice little score for me. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, all of a sudden, you have yourself a tournament bankroll. It's not going to last long, but you got it. Well, and it was weird because <laughs> I, uh, I, obviously, anybody who listens to this knows I'm not a big tournament guy, and I play 95% cash games, but I just felt burnt out on that one day. And I was like, man, I just, I don't know, grinding cash games is getting very grindy. I mean, all I hear is you just won half of your buy-in to the main event next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a tournament guy now. I'm going to be do do these tournaments. It's a uh so yeah, it was uh like I say it was just on a kind of a whim. I was like, well, kind of just really uh just kind of grindy, kind of burned out. I want something different and ended up doing pretty good. And I won very different. Yeah, yeah no kidding. That's super different. So, I played a session today and I'll tell you what. It was I mean, just awful. The, the session was awful. Uh, I played one hand pretty horribly, and luckily it's the first one, so we get to set the tone of the session early. Um, let's see. Let me scroll to the tip top of this. Okay. So we're playing five-handed, and I get queen-jack of diamonds in the big blind. Um, I make it 13 over two limpers. Okay, I don't mind any of this. I get one caller. The flop comes ace, king, eight. No diamonds. I just do a standard C bet of 15, hoping I'm going to take it down. Um, think, so, let me see. You made it 13? Yep. So, okay, so 20. You were on the big blind? Big blind, yep. Okay. So there's no other really dead money in the pot. Uh, uh, there were two limpers, so uh, 26. So there's about 30 in the pot, and you make it 15. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This would be close for me. This is... I mean, this hits your range way better than it does that guy. Uh, big big problem is is you this is going to hit a lot of what he has too and you have actually fairly decent showdown value with the the uh hand with the hand that you have because you have the nuts that aren't a pair and we're going to assume every pair is going to call uh i guess you can i guess in a heads up pot you can probably range bet this so that i think this is probably okay I do the range bet, and I'm against a uh, a guy who I'd very much describe. Well, I thought he was like old man coffee grindy, thinking that he would just muck. Um, not not this guy. Uh, 
Let me uh, throw one thing in. Is like this is about thirty in the pot. I think you can probably bet a little smaller and get the same results. I think you could do like ten dollars, because this is hits your range so hard that I think he's gonna fold everything that like like a small pocket pairs and shit like that that you're targeting. And it, whether it's ten or fifteen, he's calling every ace and king. No, hundred percent. Okay. Um, I completely bricked the turn. I'm like, well, then. And I'm like, well, I still can rep. I mean, if I check, I'm basically doomed to my fate of losing. Didn't want to lose. So I bet 20, which is kind of a pointless bet after he calls 15. Yeah, I mean, I... Um, and he's literally calling so fast. I don't even have my chips in the pot. He's already thrown 20 in there. I'm like, well, I mean, do I just need a 10? I'm like, well, this is a disaster. Uh, brick the river. It's on me. I'm just, I just open muck and just move on with my life. I'm like, I don't need this drama. So, uh, yeah, like obviously the, the, the turn bet is where it really goes off the rails. Uh, I think, like, I think you should give up on this on a multi-way pot on the flop. Uh, and then, but on heads up, I think you could probably bet here. I think betting smaller and obviously once he calls that, I mean, once he calls on this flop, I think it's just done because he has way more aces than he does kings, and I don't. I'm not even sure you're getting him off of a king. Well, here's here's my whole. Pro- I mean, what I hate even more is really the sizing. It's kind of like a what's the point sizing. I think I either need to be bigger to kind of polarize, or not be betting at all. I mean, that twenty dollars seems like such a garbage bet size. I mean, he's just tagging along with so much stuff with that tiny of a bet. I mean. Like that's I definitely I, don't like bigger. I'd much. I tell you what, if you're gonna burn money, I'd much rather it be twenty <laughs> than forty-five or fifty. But I, I see what you're saying. Like it's, but this it's, isn't because this is not for value or as a block. It's just such a bad side. I mean, it's just like yeah. I mean, it's essentially the same thing as checking, except for I'm just losing more money. Yeah, this is. Like, I have no fold equity with this side. It's just such a garbage bet. I think uh, in hindsight. Yeah, it's. It I, accomplishes nothing. So I was just like, well, that's not what you want when you're playing poker to be doing stuff that accomplishes nothing. I mean, when you're the pre-flop raiser, just because you raise, I mean, if it's the worst fucking flop for your hand, you don't, I mean, you you can just be like, well, shit, people outflop me. I mean, shit happens. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree with the turn. I, I like a, big, a smaller flop bet, and uh, just, I think a, this is just a great hand just to give up on after. Yeah, but me, big heart. Well, big I guess heart. I just give up one street later, but yeah. <laughs> I guess it's hard to say I have big heart whenever I mean, on the thank river. Thank God you gave up one street later. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was thinking about? I don't have enough money to make him fold because <laughs> 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 I bought him pretty short. So, okay, so here's kind of a interesting hand. Um, I get, so, okay, so there's some context. Someone gets aces cracked and they they have a splash pot, right? Okay. So I'm now in the small blind versus the same opponent. The, and I actually just, so the floor kind of delayed a little bit and I just won a hand with ace king, um, literally the hand before. And it wasn't a big pot, you know, like 30 bucks or something from this guy. Okay. And I drilled the the flop and um, it came ace high, but all hearts. I just took it down. Um, But then they like, oh, this is a splash pot now. We're shorthanded. I'm in the small blind. It, I have ace queen suited. It, the button limps, 
Now it's so everyone folds button limps three. Okay. I'm like, oh, this is a great spot to apply maximum pressure and win this $25. Okay, I like this. I bet 55. Um, the guy, the big blind flats. I like your sizing a lot. I mean, because this is kind of a weird spot because, I mean, you can't do 15 or anything like that. You, I mean, with that splash pot, it changes your dynamics. So I really do like your sizing when you uh, bet here. Yeah, um, he calls the button snap folds. I mean, she was already disgusted when she told me to put the 55 out there. Okay. She verbalized it so everyone knew she was folding, which was great. Um, the flop comes Jack 10-7 with a flush draw. Not my flush draw, of course. Um, I bet 50. He then goes all in, and it's 100 more for me to call. Ooh, Wow. That is not what your note said to me. Oh, yeah. I left it out. I was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is different. Okay, so he gets... He, okay, so he bets 50. And wait, you, did you check? Because um, obviously you were... No, I'm small blind. He's big blind. Oh, okay. I got you. Well, yeah, you act first. Did, yeah, did no, no. You, I said oh, I bet. Wait, you... Oh, you bet 50. Okay, you bet 50. He rips it in. Yeah, for 100 more. Because I bet oh, 50 because I was like, I made it 55. I think he's calling me so wide here a lot of the time that I can just bet 50 and win. I mean, the problem is, is like this flop is so wet. I mean, it's just... I mean, it hits... Just damn near every hand in the in the book at this point. Uh, okay, so let's say you okay, so you made it fifty five, so it's one ten. Then she limped, so we're looking at about one fifteen. Let's round it to. Uh, you make it fifty, and then he rips it in for two hundred. Well, that's all I had. Two hundred effective. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Did you it do was 150? No, no, no. I started the hand with 200. Okay. Oh, you started That's, with 200? Yeah, I started with 200. Oh, God. So now when you bet 50, you, I mean, it's 100. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's why whenever you're asking, whenever you're saying it's a fold, I was like, it definitely seems like I'm calling most of the time here with, with the predicament I got myself in. Yeah, because it's only, now you only have 50 bucks behind. Yeah, I had like 70, but yeah, basically. Uh... Yeah, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah, it was 55, and then you make it 50. That's over, you know. And <laughs> hmm, this is a weird hand. I don't know. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, you just only have to shrug and call once you're here. I was trying to. Th I mean, that's definitely not the question. The question is on the flop. If you like how you should play this, but with you being so short, it's weird because this this flop is so god awful for you. But you're so short here too, mm -hmm. so I guess I like the fifty. Or I mean, I I think if you're gonna bet the fifty and you're gonna do this anyways, do you think you should just jam it? Um, probably, probably. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely something I would think of in this spot. 
Yeah. So it's a, I don't, I don't really know what I do. I mean, it's like I say, a really kind of a tough spot because you're so short and the flop is so bad for you. But at the same token, you have, you probably have equity against a lot of hands here as well. Like say like Jack 10, well, not Jack 10, <laughs> say, uh, like not Jack what? nine or seven, eight, seven, nine. Uh, so, I mean, then every now and then you'll get like pocket sixes or something to fold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So unlucky for me, he had queen seven off. And, um, okay, well, maybe pocket sixes are just snap calling. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he flopped bottom pair. And, um, yeah, I thought I thought 55 would get queen seven off to fold, but not today. I mean, he's super weird rip by him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a very, very weird hand. And I lose. Um, nothing happened for me on the turn of the river other than I got to see another seven. Um, yeah, so that was all that for twenty bucks. Not that great for me. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty light call by Queen Seven for fifty five dollars free. That's what I was saying. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, so. I got smoked in some limped pots, which is, I don't know. I feel like just so dumb whenever this happens. I'm in the big blind with ten deuce flop trip tens. Um, what did she end up having? She drills a straight with Queen Jack suited that she limped in the button, which I didn't expect. I mean, definitely hard to expect there. Yeah. Um, same story. Another limped pot where the person limped jacks and I flopped a bottom two pair. And uh, she rivered. The river paired the board so she had a better two pair. And that was a giant pot because um, it was super draw. So basically, um, I'm in a limped pot. The fl- I had, what did I have? I had six eight offsuit i'm guessing you're in the big blind here right yeah, yeah. okay i'm, I'm like uh, i don't actually, know how you're in so many goddamn pots, uh, i was but... in the straddle actually I, I was straddling this one the button yeah 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 okay but like it they all pulled the six i'm like clearly i'm just checking this i mean okay yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll, that makes sense okay that that's yeah. that's definitely a relevant material because i'm wondering i'm just wondering how in god's name you're in so many limp pots but that's yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause like when I say limp pots, I, I include. I meant like when I'm in the straddle and I was straddling and I just checked. I called that a limp pot. That's no. That is a limp pot. I was just. Okay. I was just trying to figure out how you got there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the big blind makes sense, and then this makes sense. Okay. Um. And I flopped bottom two with like six eight or eight something garbage, right? And um. How does the betting go on the flop? Um. I bet gigantic i bet over pot uh get called uh the turn is a brick so it's like it's heart heart and i don't even have bottom two anymore an undercard came so i (laughs) oh wow yeah so i'm like this is kind of the dream um then i bet over like not over uh i bet like three-fourths pot again okay she calls um the river pairs um one of the cards that's not mine, obviously. Okay. Uh, she checks. I tell her, you win now. I got counterfeited, and I was right. She had pocket jacks, and I got counterfeited. Good check on the river. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean, obviously, she's not folding jacks here after her hand improves. So, I mean, I would have been somewhat, t- sometimes, uh, 
tempted to make it a bluff. I mean, very good check back on the river. I mean, this is this is one where you just got really unlucky, but I think you played it very well. That one was nice. This is one that uh, you know that thing they talk about thin value. <laughs> this one I might have been a bit out of line, and I got smacked down. Okay. Um. So I'm in. Let me think. I'm in position on this guy. This guy has been aggressive, bluffing, overbetting like forex pot all the time, stuff like that, right? Okay. Playing crazy. Like I said, betting 200 into like, I mean, just these tiny pots and stuff, right? I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I think I had 10-9 or 7-8, something like that. A suited connector. Okay. Uh, Me and him are heads up. I had raised preflop with my suited connector. I flop top two. That's nice. Um, sorry. Uh, top and uh, second and third pair. Sorry. Okay. Um, and the king was the other card, right? So you flop bottom two. Bottom two. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, kind of even better because now you can get value from a king, that was, actually. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and there is a front door flush draw. So I bet pretty big here. And me and him are very deep stacked, right? Okay. I bet pretty big. Like, um, I'm trying to think. I think I bet pot, actually, because I knew he... I, I thought he might raise me. So there's probably 30 in the pot. I bet like 30, 35. I think I like a smaller bet here, actually. I mean... Okay, so you had 7, 8. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of very dependent if you have 7, 8 or 9, 10 here. Uh, it wasn't 9, 10. It was seven eight, so yeah. it's probably like seven eight king. Yep. I think I like a smaller bet, just because this hand can get very dicey very quickly. Because let's say anything above an eight does make can make a better two pair. Uh, anything that's a flush draw, so anything can. I mean, it's one of those hands that it. I mean, I, I understand the reasoning. You're betting kind of for protection just for that 100%. exact reason. I'm betting but, for protection and also to get value from the draws. I mean, it's like, to me, it seems like a slam dunk size up situation with a player who is called so light on so many draws. Well, here's the problem is I think you're right. I think you're right if you're, but if you're super deep stacked, if you're super deep stacked on a lot of runouts, if you get, if you're getting a ton of, a ton of uh, money in here, think it's gonna be a problem yeah probably i mean i mean anytime you have bottom two and all the money goes in you're normally sad but i mean that's kind of my thinking like i think it's very different if you have 300 behind and you're like well shit we're, we're just going with this i mean like we we bet big on flop and we jam any good turn right oh definitely so i mean but deeper stacked this becomes kind of problematic because you just got i mean there's i mean it, like almost any card above an eight makes either a better two pair or a possible straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think I like smaller here, but I understand the reason. I th- understand your reasoning for uh, for big, um, but go for it. He calls turn is like deuce of clubs. That's the best turn right there. Exactly. Um, so now the board is like heart, heart, club, club, but I still have um, now second and of what would it be um second and third pair okay and i'm like well this is again slam dunk when a, if he has a king he's 
calling. I mean, this player's calling so light all the time. Right. And I bet over pot here. I don't mind this. I like this. I think once you get that you got really good turn card, I think your equity goes up a shitload. And now, I, now I'm on board with this big bet. Um, what was it? So then, I bet like sixty-five. I think. Okay. Um. Well, no, a little bit bigger. Sorry. I was about to say this. If you're saying yeah. big bet, this is definitely yeah. going to be more. No. Um. How much? I, no, I think it was like one ten, probably. So it's probably about pot size. Is yeah, that what you're looking at? Okay. That's what I think it was. Okay. He calls. The river is like a great one. It was a low club. Okay. So, so I'm like, this is the dream right here. Yeah. So it seems, king, it seems like a very, so all the front door, front door flush bricks out and the king is a, uh, so you're looking at a lot of king, queen, king, jack type stuff that's unimproved. So this looks great. Yep. And he checks to me. Are you betting here or checking back? So, I think you have to be, you're, you're definitely betting here. It's 100% a bet. I mean, I don't even think this is thin value. It's a, I mean, oh, okay. the front door flush bricks. The king looks, the king has no reason to think he's not good here. Like king, queen, king, jack. You can get value from king, queen, king, jack, king, ten. Uh, the b- other draws, I mean, also, if you have seven, eight, there's nine, ten that just bricked. When king, when the king stays this way, I think you can easily get value. I think this is a slam dunk bet. Oh, that makes me feel better, at least. I bet 125, he snap called and hit the runner, runner flush. I mean, what were his two cards? Do you remember? No, they were low. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, it was a great game. I just couldn't win. Seems, I mean, it was one of the best games I've been in in a long time. I saw a $1,000 pocket won with, versus this guy and the guy who beat me. Uh, he had king no kicker versus couldn't beat top pair. Just, I mean, and all the money went in. Good over God. Over $1,000 pot. This was one of the best games I've been in in a long time. Couldn't win. Couldn't win. Couldn't couldn't do anything actually. So now we're on third bullet here. Um. So that was a tough hand for me. I'm happy to hear that you would bet though, because I was very easy to be results oriented. I was just like, well, I mean, I just got to be just the biggest chump in the world. Apparently, I don't even think it's close actually on that hand. I think I think it's easily a bet. I think I mean if he runs into it, he runs into it. But there's so much you're getting value from, especially from a player like that. I. I think that was a slam dunk, actually. Um, my final hand of note, you got to make a cameo in. You showed up to watch the, the final hand. Um, I'm in the button straddle again with pocket queens, a club and a heart. Um, so at a table that's very limp happy, somebody makes it 20. Another guy raises to 40. I then re-raise to... 125. Did you say your stack size? Because that's I feel like that's going to come into play here. Oh, I mean, it's not much more than I mean, it's like close to $300. Okay, I got you. I mean, uh, guy calls 125, other guy calls 125. I have um, $79 left. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, the flop comes Ace King Ten. <laughs> God damn! Uh, not the worst possible goddamn flop. Guy bets seventy or my remaining money. His friend folds. You walk in. I say, "Hey, Clint, I'm about to bust out. Come watch this." I call. Uh, <laughs> And then as soon as I call, the guy next to me says, oh, I folded Queen Jack. And I'm like, well, that's not what you want to hear when those are your outs. Yeah, when those are when you don't have that many outs and they folded two of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other guy had Ace-King. Uh, yeah, and that was it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a uh, – I mean, I don't know, man. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, uh, fitting, I guess, but – that's about it. I mean, it's one of those that, I mean, like, there's only so much you can do. If you're going to get outflopped and outrun on, I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, that ace-queen hand was was pretty brutal. That trips hand was brutal. The fucking, the run-runner flush was brutal. Well, I'm just happy to hear that you would have bet that river. Because, I mean, and whenever you're just hemorrhaging money, you feel like every decision you make is obviously wrong. Yeah. I mean, at least at least it wasn't that out to lunch. Yeah, I don't like to say I don't even think it's that close. Actually, it's a uh, when so many draws brick. I mean, I thought I was Paris so good. good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's to me, that's just a slam dunk bet. I mean, no, I mean, obviously, if he raises, all of a sudden, that's a problem. Oh no! Well, but, then, then, then the backdoor flush, you know, then you yeah. have to look at some other things. But, but yeah, no, uh, I think it'd be way too weak to uh, to check there. That's a, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, I think if you have a king with a good kicker, it would be close. So it's, uh, I think two pair is just way too weak to check, would be way too weak to check back. And I think you're getting value from a ton of things. Like, well, not a ton of things, but the most obvious, I mean, when all the draw, when like the vast majority of the draws brick and top pair stays good, I mean, you got to at least hope that, you know, top pair uh, calls you. Whenever it's a player who won a over a thousand dollar pot with like king five, king eight. Yeah. They're definitely probably calling if they have a king. That's definitely fair. So it's a, uh, oh yeah, I don't know. That I thought that was a slam dunk play. And I think that's just, yeah, I think it'd be way too, way too results oriented to say that was a, a bad bet, uh, like a bad bet. So, well, on that note, I got drug out in the body bag, but that concludes textbook podcast. Talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.